Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 444 Wednesday, January 27th. Today on the show is a big Tuesday night in Smashville and on Rocky Top, but we begin with a couple of random off-the-beaten-path stories that have nothing to do with Tennessee's coaching search. The 440 is built every single morning for you by the Kingston Group. If you are trying to find your next head football coach or trying to stop Chicago's power play, alignment is critical. It's also pretty damn important when building a home or deciding to undergo a major remodel. This simple concept of alignment is what has made the Kingston Group successful for over a decade in Nashville. This isn't some random collection of contractors trying to knock out their part of the job so they can just move on to the next one. The Kingston Group is about taking time to work through every step of the process on the front end so that your vision for your home is aligned with the work that is going to be delivered. They are one of the few firms in the city that does the design work in-house for this exact reason, so that there are no disconnects, no miscommunications, no misunderstandings, no missed deadlines. The Kingston Group, an award-winning, locally-owned, custom home and remodeling firm. Go look at their work, buildkg.com. That's buildkg.com. While Tennessee fans feverishly hit refresh on the Twitter buttons and the plane tracking devices and do silly things on the internet in general, we did get some actual news from the college football world on Tuesday. SEC Media Days will not be coming to Nashville in 2021. And this sucks for a lot of reasons, not the least of which was going to be a massive influx of tourist cash and some really cool stuff for fans to do, but really also just for me. I live like four miles away from where the event was going to take place, and you know how much fun that would have been for me? SEC Media Days are basically a four-day bacchanal of coach-speak whiskey and smoked meats, and in 2021, it would have included bad country cover songs and millions of dollars flowing into our economy. But alas, the SEC announced that it's moving the event back to Hoover, Alabama, as usual, and has rescheduled the event for Nashville in 2023. The league said that, quote, the current environment related to the virus will not allow us to explore some of the unique fan experiences we had hoped to pursue in Nashville for this event. With two years to prepare, we look forward to making SEC Media Days an even bigger event in Nashville in 2023, end quote. Don't get me wrong. Hoover, Alabama is a nice town, and Saw Soul Kitchen is exceptional. But it just doesn't have the same <clears throat> amenities as Nashville, let's say. Namely, my house. You learn nothing official at Media Days. And frankly, the best information I get when I go to these types of events are the off-the-record, sometimes booze-induced conversations that you have with coaches, players, power brokers, or talking heads. Like when a former SEC coach told me that Jeremy Pruitt was a, quote, cancer. Off the record, of course, he would never have said that on the record. Anyway, it sounds like the SEC is gearing up so we can party even harder in 2023, and I am genuinely interested in how they incorporate fans into the event. I think it could be a lot of fun for people if they do it the right way, which to me is allowing fans, especially young ones, the kids, to interact with the players. Because honestly, the players are by far the best part of media days. Drinking is a close second, though. If any of you have ever heard me do any work over the last few years in Nashville, then you've heard me talk about Caleb Plant. So if you have, then you already know where I'm about to go here. If you're saying to yourself right now, I have no clue who the hell it is you're talking about, then you need to pay attention. Caleb Plant is one of the best super middleweight boxers in the world, and he's from Middle Tennessee. 
I first learned about Plant when I was training for a charity boxing tournament back in 2016 because the guy who was training me, as it turned out, was Plant's trainer. He would say to me after workouts, let me show you this kid from Ashland City. And he would pull up grainy YouTube footage of street fights featuring this skinny white kid just destroying people. He would tell me, look at his feet. Look how he moves. Look how he changes levels. Look how he counterpunches. Plant was maybe, I don't know, 10-0, 11-0, something like that at the time and was working his way up the world rankings as a relative nobody. Now this weekend, you can watch him in 4K, in primetime, on Fox, on Saturday night in a championship bout. Plant's story, one that includes terrible tragedy, unspeakable adversity, and yet to this day, almost five years later, still an undefeated record, is one that has stuck with me in a way that very few teams or athletes' stories ever do. I'm not going to retell all of Plant's backstory, but you should go read about it. What you need to know today is that he's one of Tennessee's own, and he's one of the world's best. In fact, Plant might be the best pure boxing talent to come out of this state in over half a century. Caleb Plant will defend his IBF super middleweight belt for the third time this Saturday night in Los Angeles against Caleb Truax. His card starts at 7 o'clock Central Time. His last title defense came at Bridgestone Arena against a wildly overmatched opponent, and he won with relative ease, but he brought a title fight to Nashville, as he had been promising his entire career. You see, he loves Middle Tennessee just as much as we do, so while the fight's in Los Angeles and he's training now out of Las Vegas, like you sort of have to do once you reach champion of the world status, he is still that same Ashland City kid every time he fights. What separates him and what drew me to him the first time I ever saw him throw a punch is twofold. Number one, he is a total tactician and student of the sport. His execution is pristine, offensively and defensively. And number two, he likes to put on a show. He knows that fight night is entertainment as well as sport. I have never seen anyone dodge a punch with more style and swagger than Caleb Plant. I've also never seen anyone with hands like his. One round on Saturday night, and you will know exactly where he got the nickname, Sweet Hands. To me, Plant represents all of the things that I love about boxing. Elite talent, elite showmanship, elite skill, a depth of knowledge about the sport and its history, style, swag, and a backstory that forces you to root for him. What's even cooler is that not only is the super middleweight IBF championship of the world on the line this Saturday night, but also a potential unifying bout with Canelo Alvarez if he can win. Plant is currently 20-0 with 12 knockouts, and if he gets to 21 this weekend, we could see one of the biggest fights in modern middleweight history, and Nashville, Tennessee will have one of their own to root for. The first of two games against the Blackhawks did not begin very well for the Nashville Predators on Tuesday night. Of course, the Preds took a penalty in the first three minutes and promptly gave up a power play goal, giving them nine power play goals allowed in their last three games. Nashville was sloppy and couldn't do basic hockey things, you know, like passing the puck or entering the zone. An absolutely garbage decision by Matt Duchesne in the offensive zone, not unlike the pass he made against Arizona in the playoffs last year, gave the Blackhawks a clear path to Pecorine, who was making his second start of the year, and Chicago took the lead 2-1 in the second period. From that point on, the Preds carried play the rest of the game. They were clearly the better team from that point on, but they still weren't able to score. Then something miraculous happened in the third period. A hockey play. Nick Cousins found a puck, dumped into the zone on the forecheck, and did something that looked like an actual play by circling deep into the zone, finding Mikhail Granlin in the slot, who buried the one-timer to tie the game. Granlin, as a side note here, played a really good game and was rewarded with his second goal of the season. Then came overtime, where Roman Yossi did Roman Yossi captain things. 
He's not had a great start to the season, but he barreled towards the net, made a spectacular play, and buried the game winner to give Nashville two monumental points. The Preds made huge mistakes, but were clearly the better team against Chicago for most of the night. It just took them a long time to collect those two points. After losing three straight, a comeback win like that is incredibly important for the mental state of the Nashville Predators, both in the locker room and amongst the fan base. No time to rest, though, as the Preds are back on the ice against Chicago on Wednesday night. Of course, make sure you check out the Gold Standard Podcast out Wednesdays every single week right here on the 440 Sports Network featuring yours truly and Adam Bingen from The Athletic. If you want to go a lot deeper into the Preds' start to the season, make sure you check out that show, Gold Standard, everywhere podcasts are found. Jaden Springer was back in the lineup for the Vols on Tuesday night, and the losing streak ended. Tennessee had to sweat for what felt like an hour in the final minutes, but eventually held on for a 56-53 win over Mississippi State. First of all, the Bulldogs have no business running with this Vols team, so the fact that this was a close game and this low scoring is not a good sign for the Vols' struggling offense. They won, but they weren't good. The other side of that coin is that this was yet another game in which the Vols did not play very well and still found a way to win. And maybe most importantly, a few young guys are starting to learn how to play at the end of games. Things they will need to know if they want to win in March. Springer returned with a nice overall game, 9 points, 5 assists, 4 rebounds, and Keon Johnson made big plays down the stretch, contributing on both ends of the floor. Two things that are really nice signs for Rick Barnes. That said, the team has to look forward quickly as Kansas will be coming to Thompson Bowling Arena on Saturday afternoon, and they will have to play far better basketball than they did on Tuesday night if they want to win. The 440 is built every single morning by the Kingston Group, a Nashville-based custom home and remodeling firm. The Kingston Group knows that there can be a lot of apprehension when it comes to picking out someone to help, I don't know, build a house or work on a major remodel for your home. But with the Kingston Group, there will be a thorough process to make sure that they're the right fit for you and that you're the right fit for them. It's all about alignment with the Kingston Group. Budget alignment, scheduling alignment, communication alignment, and it's what allows them to deliver a high-quality product on budget and exactly when they say they're going to do it. So check them out. BuildKG.com is the website. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. BuildKG.com. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.